profit is not cash. I'm conscious saying I'm going to launch a Facebook ad today. Everyone can only handle racing. I feel like we need to stop putting ourselves in restrictions. What do you actually want out of your business? You're listening to Forest FM, the salon business show with your host, Zoe Galilla Springer. For your industry, by your industry. It's never a pleasant experience to deal with unhappy and or difficult customers, but it happens to every salon. Prevention is important, and so is making a real effort to make amends when possible. But sometimes, the best thing to do is to break up with a client. In the words of today's guest, there is no law that says you aren't allowed to turn away clients who aren't the best fit for you. Conversations with rude or I-know-everything-can't-tell-nothing clients, repeat latecomers or no-showers... Conversations about unrealistic expectations or boundaries being crossed, they can easily become anxiety-inducing for even the most confident stylist or owner. Like everything in life, there are nuances to every situation. So what's the difference between a challenging but helps you grow type of client versus a client you're better off breaking up with? How can you hold hard conversations, keep it professional, and gain confidence? That's exactly what we're here to explore on this week's episode as we're joined by hair educator and business coach, Kristen Numier. Life isn't about working, it's about living. So for me, I always impress upon people that it's not about living to work, it's about working to live. There are some stylists and some salon owners who believe that every single client that comes in and sits in your chair, you're never gonna have to break up with. But I don't believe that. I will not back down from a challenging service. What I will put my foot down on is someone who does not listen to my professional advice, is rude or disrespectful to me or anyone who is working with me in any way, or someone who brings any kind of negative vibe into my space. I get anxious, like a lot more anxious in knowing that I could come across a difficult situation and I'm going to feel like it's a personal attack on me constantly. I mean, that type of anxiety like will really suck you under and then you're like on a direct path to hotel burnout. A four-time BTC one-shot nominee, recognized in Beauty Launchpad's 30 Under 30 colorist and Modern Salon's 100 artist, Kristen Lumier is an independent educator located in Austin, Texas. She teaches balayage, foliage, low lighting and color melting techniques in person and online, and also teaches her business concepts to stylists around the world. Without further ado, welcome to Forest FM, Kristen. It's a pleasure to share this moment with you today. Um, I want to start this episode with something a little positive because we're talking about handling sticky situations and sometimes that brings up a few, uh, a bit a bit harder emotions in people. So I want to ask you, what's something you've been grateful for in your work endeavors so far this year? Well, this year, I would definitely say that the most amazing thing I've had to kind of like come across and has given me the most inspiration and the most passion has been my students. I absolutely love being an educator. Independent education has been something I've been jumping into and I have really, you know, dove into ever since 2020. And I have 
seen all the inspiration from my students and all of the incredible things that they have learned from my education and seeing that and seeing how I have become a stepping stone for them has really just inspired me. It's lit my fire. It's made me, you know, push to be a better version of myself. Just seeing that I make a difference in people's lives. That's kind of, you know, the biggest, the biggest thing that really has, you know, impacted me so positively. And I think that one of your goals, I, I can't remember where I saw this, but I think that one of your goals is to help over a million stylists in the life of your career. So you're well on your way for that. Um, so like in terms of the the, the topic that we're tackling today, um, navigating sticky situations, like how often do you have people come to you for insights on that? Like I'm dealing with an unhappy customer or like I need to I need to let go of a customer. Like how does that happen often? Oh, yeah. It's one of the things that stylists deal with almost on a daily, if not a weekly basis. And it's not because every single person that sits in our chair is necessarily trying to be difficult or they want to walk away angry. Sometimes people are dealing with life situations and they can take it out on the person that is easiest to take it out on, which a lot of the times are service providers, waitresses, hairstylists, people who are there most and are servicing people. So Mm -hmm. for, for me, I get questions all the time. What do I do about this situation with this client? What do I do about this situation? This person, you know, they talked like this. I don't want to do their hair anymore, but I don't want to recommend them to another stylist because they're a nightmare. And it's constantly something that happens, especially in my business program, Revive. It is something that we talk about because navigating sticky situations, that's something that I really, really dive into in Revive. But I get all stylists from all over the world, not even just necessarily like the UK or the America, just everywhere mm-hmm. asking me like, what do I do about this situation? It's a struggle that we deal with constantly. And there's definitely a way to navigate those situations where you still feel closure at the end, no matter what the resolve actually was. And what are the most common situations hair and beauty industry professionals seem to struggle with the most? Most often, number one, I would probably have to say would be unrealistic expectations. Mm. So someone comes, they sit in your chair, maybe they have really, really thick hair, it's really dark, they've been using permanent color at home, or maybe they've been just going and getting professional permanent color. We all know that dark hair color is difficult to lift. It doesn't matter if it's professional or if it's at home, dark hair color is just difficult. And especially if it is thick and it's difficult to work with. So that would definitely be number one is someone comes in, they have that type of hair, they sit in your chair and they're expecting to be blonde or bronze, and that is their goal. Maybe they show you one of those Pinterest pictures, those Instagram pictures that they saved and it has like an unnatural hue to it. Like it looks like it's been altered. So they're not really understanding when you're, you know, trying to show them that this is unrealistic, especially for your specific hair type. And as a colorist, I always use like colorist type examples because that is where my space is, but that is definitely the number one situation I've ever, you know, come across with every, not every single client, but with every sticky situation, there's some kind of expectation from that client that is not being 
understood as actually being attainable. And mm-hmm. then number two, I would definitely say someone who is not happy after they don't get that result that they're wanting. Right. Maybe you had to change mid-service because their hair reacted differently. I always tell people, especially I tell stylists, clients the same thing. We are just the conductor. Like we're just telling the hair like, hey, let's go this way. The hair is actually the one that says yes or no. We cannot force the hair to do anything it's not willing to do on its own. And if there ever is a situation where a stylist tries to force the hair to do something, the hair just says no and it breaks off. So that's kind of the second situation. And of course, the the third for me would be if someone is not understanding that you're unwilling to do a service because you know that they're not going to like the results. And that was something that I've had bad Yelp reviews written about me about. And it was really difficult because I try my best to let clients know like, hey, this isn't something that's going to work for your hair because it your hair just can't take it or whatever the reason may be. Yeah. And that person sees that as a slight against them. They feel like I've wronged them in some way, even though I'm just trying to look out for them and do uh, the best that I possibly can in making sure that their hair is as healthy as possible. So that would be the third situation that's also very difficult. So those (laughs) would be my top three. And like, I guess like coming out of the pandemic, we're all a bit more on edge in a certain way. I feel like, you know, we've all been like dealing with personal struggles, but just like the heaviness of the whole situation also. Like, do you believe in, this might be a funny question, but do you believe in second chances? Like if someone is having a hard day and it's just, it's just that it's a hard day and they have that unrealistic expectation, but like when they come back they're you know, they're going to be fine. Like, do you, where do you draw the line? I guess. So I guess it really just depends on that client and my history with them. If I have a history with a client, I know them, I understand, you know, how our relationship is, it's it's easy to understand when someone has a hard day and to be mm-hmm. forgiving and passionate, you know, with that person, understanding that, hey, this person is going through some struggles and, you know, I understand that they're lashing out at this time, but I'm going to be there for them as best as I can as their stylist and as you well know, when you are a hairstylist, you kind of make these different relationships with each client. There's some relationships that it's very professional and it's just, you know, they come, they get their hair done. Maybe they're on their laptop and they're working the entire time. Then you have the client that sits in your chair and it's like, you're kicking it off with your best friend. And you guys have been like, you know, you guys saw each other yesterday, even though it's been maybe three months (laughs) since they got their hair done by you. So for me, There isn't necessarily like a um, direct, like hard definition where it's like, okay, this is what happens and I'm not like it's done after that. I really take into account the relationship. If someone comes in for the very first time, they're disrespectful to me. I'm probably not going to do their hair again because I don't tolerate that kind of stuff. But if I have a client come in and sit in their chair and sit in my chair and I can tell, like I can tell something is wrong, I'm going to do my best to support that person as much as I possibly 
possibly can. And I think that really goes for all of our relationships. If someone walks up to you off the street and they're just like a complete jerk to you, you probably aren't going to be as lenient with that person. You're probably going to be upset at first, but as soon as they walk away, you can tell yourself like, okay, that person may be having a bad day, but I'm not going to hang out with them like ever, you know, I wasn't even trying to hang out with them or whatever. But if your best friend like talks some mad crap to you, you're probably going to tell them like, okay, I'm going to snatch you up by your weave. If you don't like shut the F up. (laughs) And then the next day you guys can dust your hands. You guys can paint your yeah, nails and yeah. whatever. <laughs> Sing kumbaya. <laughs> tell each other, like, give each other good vibes and you can heal, right? Yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> so there, there's my answer. <laughs> I love it. Do you feel like there's, like, a difference maybe between a client who, I guess, maybe challenges the status quo or, like, someone who, without lashing out or without being disrespectful, can just, like, challenge certain things that you're doing like do you feel like there's a difference between that and a, and a client that's just like maybe not the right fit for you at all oh yeah 100 percent. and I had um this client that came in and I was super excited to do her hair she told me she's like you know every single time I go to a stylist they do really the exact same thing I don't not like it but I just I want something different and I'm coming to you because I want something different right and I did a lot of stuff to her hair her hair actually needed a little bit more corrective work than I was expecting once I kind of went in there and I dug in and saw what was in the internal area of her hair and when I finished it wasn't like it wasn't the big transformation that I wanted and I could tell on her face, it wasn't what she wanted either. And I just said like, listen, I know that this wasn't what you were looking for. This isn't what I was looking for either. And she was very verbal with me. Like, yeah, you know, it's, it's okay, but it's not what I was expecting. So I was hoping, I was hoping we could do like, you know, we could change it. And I was like, I, I agree 100%. And for me, that's a challenge that I will like easily step up to every single day of the week. I will not back down from a challenging service. What I will put my foot down on is someone who does not listen to my professional advice, is rude or disrespectful to me or anyone who is working with me in any way, or someone who brings any kind of negative vibe into my space. I'm so incredibly protective over my surroundings. And for me, it's very easy to breed negativity. And especially when you're working on someone for hours at a time, if for me, If that person is constantly talking about things that are not necessarily heavy because we all have things we need to get off our chest and as hairstylists, we are that, we are the therapist, right? (laughs) During that time. But if someone's like constantly like saying really bad things and like gossiping and for me, that's just not like, that's just not my vibe, then I'm okay with drawing a line and recommending like someone else to that person that will better serve them than I could. So that way I can also keep myself positive and looking forward to coming in. Cause the last thing I want is to go into the salon and like dread it because I see someone I don't like on my books, you know, or someone Mm -hmm. who doesn't vibe with me or I don't vibe with them on my books. 
Yeah, and I think it's only fair that you would want to be protective of your space, your environment, the vibe that's in it anyways, because at the end of the day, you're the one who stays there from open to close. You're the one who's the most impacted by who's coming through the doors. And and so, yeah, you would want to be protective of that. Um, I guess I'd love to dig into some of the common struggles more. You've mentioned a few again there. So if you're into that, let's maybe talk about how you would recommend handling rude or disrespectful clients or or you know even the ones who just like instruct you how to do your job they they might come off as a bit more aggressive in their tone and all that or difficult to approach like do you have maybe a few tips um to to better handle those clients of course so obviously there's a lot of different situations or different you know um scenarios that we can come up with that can deal with like a rude client or someone who is being disrespectful. And for me, there's definitely a line between someone who like is questioning you and someone who is straight up like, you know, being obnoxious and, you know, maybe trying to hurt your feelings or something like that. And for me, as far as navigating those types of situations, I, I have a system that I use for every single sticky situation. And it's called the five steps to resolve. I do this for every single situation. It doesn't matter what it is. Very, very rarely have I ever had to tell someone that I will not schedule them in person. And the reason being is because typically people get a lot more ballsy when they are not looking at you face to face. (laughs) There's only ever been one time where I've had to kick someone out of my salon suite and she was literally trying to bribe me and it was the weirdest thing ever. And I was like, I just, that's strange. No, I'm not going to take your money. You're trying to bribe me to do something that I told you, no, this is weird. Um, And she like, yeah, it was strange. So for me, as far as the five steps go, the first thing is to understand the client side. Like that is your very first step. You have to put yourself in their shoes and understand why they're upset. Like what is the situation that's happening right now? Where could they have thought, you know, the way that they are thinking right now? And this is also a really, really great system to get you to take a step back, get out of your feelings and also start thinking professionally and a little bit more logically. Because I will tell you right now that I've had many, many times where someone comes at me and I'm instantly like guarded and offended Mm. and I will like clap back. And that's not what you want as a professional, even though sometimes it feels good, like, because we're, we're like, we're right. Like this person is so wrong and I'm going to tell them like how it is. And that can almost feel like empowering to us, but in actuality, it gives off a a bad look to someone from an outside perspective, especially someone who is a prospect like clients. So for me, these five steps are going to help you really cool yourself down and calm down. So the first one is understanding client's side. Mm -hmm. The second one is seeing where things went wrong. The third one, you're going to be finding the solution. The fourth, you're going to be offering the solution. And then the fifth is you're going to implement it. Now, When you think about those five things, you think, okay, I'm going to understand the client's side and I'm going to redo their color and then that's going to be how it is. That's not always how it is. Sometimes the solution and implementing the solution is just saying that you did your best to make that client happy or that that person can no longer schedule with you and you walk away with the situation resolved within yourself, even though it may not necessarily be resolved with that person. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that you're right. Like sometimes like in any relationship, really, like in life, sometimes you just don't get that like face to face last conversation kind of closure moment. And, and you have to learn to be able to let go and learn to move on and and know that that's OK sometimes in certain situations. I'd love to dig into uh, or talk more about the, the five steps that you um, listed out there, but maybe illustrate it. So like in the last, say, two years, 2020, 2021, has there been a situation that has maybe caused you a lot of anxiety or that was like harder to navigate that we could use as an example to uh, go through the five steps, like how you dealt, um, how you use the five steps essentially to resolve the situation? Absolutely. And I think I'm going to go at it with like the subject that has everyone on like the biggest like nerves edge ever, which is masking. That has been such a big thing in the salon industry. Do we require it? Do we make it, you know, do we not require it? Do we have it to where it's optional? And now I think a lot of salons, I don't know about Canada, but I know a lot here in the US is very optional at this point now. So let's just go back to when Austin decided that, you know, masks could be optional. So I, you know, follow the guidelines. Of course, I disinfect and everything. And I decide, okay, masks are optional. Let's like start seeing faces again. Cause I was so tired of not seeing like faces and, you know, being in your suite is already kind of claustrophobic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So for me, it's like the mask. Oh, it was driving me nuts. I was happy to like take it off. But there was, and I told every single one of my clients, I sent an email out. I did my best to, you know, communicate things. Anything time that I was on my story, I never had a mask on. So I never projected that they were so required. And one day I had a client come in and she wore a mask and she was like very upset that I wasn't wearing a mask. Well, I didn't even have a mask with me at that point because I like, don't know, I left it at home or whatever. I just didn't have it on me anymore. And she was really, really upset that I didn't have a mask. So we decided to not do the service that time. And she was very upset about it. And for me, I'm like, okay, there's not really much that I can do. Then they're not required. It's optional. I did my best to, you know, alert people. And Going to the five steps to resolve on that situation, it's understanding the client's side is number one. Okay, I understand she maybe has, you know, a um, maybe she has like a grandfather that's more at risk or she has like family, a family member who's maybe passed on because of COVID. So I understand why she's reacting this way. Mm-hmm. Where did things go wrong? Maybe she did not see, you know, my notifications about, you know, masks no longer being required and find the solution. For me, the solution was to offer her a different avenue and maybe send her to a stylist or a salon that required masks so she could feel safer. And it wasn't anything to do with me being upset. It was me trying to take care of that person as best as I possibly could because it's all business. It's not personal. I didn't take the way that she reacted as a personal attack to me at all. Mm -hmm. I took it as this is what she needs in a business and in a professional at this time. And I cannot give that to her. So I'm going to offer her someone that is going to make her feel safer. So that is where you go to step four, which is offering the solution. And then implementing the solution would be simple as sending an email, you know, saying, I understand 
understand that you are uncomfortable coming to me at this time. You, you never apologize. That's a really big one. You never apologize because there was nothing that necessarily went wrong at that time right. where you should apologize. So saying, I understand where you're coming from is going to, number one, is going to help them feel like you're actually caring about them. And it's also going to help you too. So saying, I understand that, you know, you're not comfortable coming and getting your hair done. And I really want to make sure that you are taken care of. This is a salon or a stylist that is incredible. I completely trust them with your hair and I would love to recommend them to you. So that way you can get your hair done and you can feel safe at the same time. And that is how I would implement those five steps in that very, very sticky, very, very hot topic and situation. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, I think that's, that's wonderful. Thank you for going through that situation um, with me just there. Um, is there anything like, I'm sure that over the course of your career, you've had to unfortunately, like, I guess, break up with a client at some point, um, maybe more than one. Is there any kind of like big lesson that you've taken away from that? I think the biggest lesson for me is to understand that not everyone is out to get you. It's not a personal attack if, you know, someone is upset that you don't want to do their hair anymore. It's it's business and you have to take it that way. I for the longest time have thought of my business as something very personal to me, but it's not. My business is not like my baby. I have two kids and those are my babies, <laughs> you know? And yeah. I feel like for me, I have to really separate, you know, business with my personal life because if I get those lines blurred, then things become complicated. My sense of my sen the sense of my feelings start to kind of get a little bit mixed and I start to go to work and I get anxious, like a lot more anxious in knowing that I could come across a difficult situation and I'm going to feel like it's a personal attack on me constantly. I mean, you as a stylist know like how difficult that is and, you know, dealing with, you know, you listening as a stylist understands like that type of anxiety like will really suck you under and then you're like on a direct path to hotel burnout like yeah. I always call it hotel burnout like you're checking into hotel burnout and that is not a place we want to go <laughs> like we don't want to go there okay yeah, we're going to go to the thrive resort over here and that's kind of you know the biggest thing for me is that when when you do have to break up with a client There are some stylists and some salon owners who believe that every single client that comes in and sits in your chair, you're never going to have to break up with. But I don't believe that. I believe that my space is my sanctuary. Mm -hmm. And it like no matter where I go, like my home is my sanctuary. My salon suite is my sanctuary. Lumiere House is my sanctuary. And in those spaces, I will have good vibes. And if I have you know, someone who is, you know, angry or someone who's disrespectful, someone who's not understanding what I'm trying to explain, not listening to my professional opinion, 
my professional opinion and someone who trusts me sitting in my chair is so important to me. And if that's not the case and I don't see that changing, I'm totally fine with recommending them to another stylist. There's nothing wrong with telling them that I don't feel comfortable doing this service. I don't think I'm the best stylist. I do, however, want to recommend a stylist, I think, who would be able to really take care of you, who I trust. This is going to be someone then you can even go in and show them like the Instagram their Instagram, their TikTok, give them their contact information, really set them up. That's right. That's a really important part for me is I want to make sure that that client, even though you're not necessarily doing their hair, you're still taking care of them. You're still trying to help them move to a different stylist or make a different decision. Now, if someone's straight up disrespectful to you and they're like calling you out your name and all kinds of crazy stuff, then it is okay to like dust your hands of that situation and move past it and no longer communicate with that client. It is okay to do that. You can block them. If they decide to write you a bad review, you literally just go in and respond with those five steps to resolve step by step. And that is going to really help you just look really great to the client who, the prospective client who's possibly reading that bad review. Yeah. And I love that you can use that, those, those five steps, both in person and online, because we all know that like, you know, online reviews are everything nowadays, especially, you know, coming out of the pandemic and everything. Um, so just just before we move on um, from talking about breaking up with clients, like you have a you have a freebie up for grabs on your website called Bless and Release Verbiage Download. I'll be linking that into the show notes. But I was wondering if maybe you would want to share some of your favorite communication success tips that can maybe help calm the body's nervous system and and like a knee jerk kind of reaction. Oh yeah, I've got those for days. So (laughs) number one would absolutely be like, wait to respond. Like do not respond right away. Unless of course someone is in person, like they're, you're looking at them, uh, then you might need to respond, right? Because they're going (laughs) to look at you like you're a little strange if you're not responding to their their question. That might be weird. But from where we're at right now, more than likely any kind of communication that you have that is going to be sticky, it's more than likely going to be online in some sort of digital format, right? right? So my best advice would be like, take a minute, like take a breather. Don't respond right away. Calm yourself, calm your emotions, do something that, you know, helps you get your vibe back, whatever that may be. For me, it's if I go and I do anything with animals, like I'm automatically Zen. Like my mood is improved like a hundredfold. Same thing. Like if I, you know, paint my toenails and my daughter's toenails and we do like nail art, then I'm like Zen. I'm good to go. So then once I'm in my right mind, I can then go and respond to that person. So that would definitely be like a tip. The first thing that I would do. The second thing, as far as communication goes, there's way too many avenues where clients can actually get in contact with you. So you need to set boundaries and say, okay, this is the only way a client is going to be able to get into contact with me. For me, it was email. If someone wants to get in contact with me, they're going to email me. Now, of course, Mm -hmm. there's people who send me DMs also, but I never guaranteed that I would get back to those DMs 
in a prompt amount of time. Where if someone right. emailed me, if it was within my business hours, I would get back to them within 24 hours. But if someone DM'd me, uh, there are like hundreds of DMs that come in daily for me. And there is a very high chance that I will not see that DM at all. So setting those types of boundaries is extremely important. The last thing that you want is to have to go check your Facebook messages, have to go check your Instagram DMs, your emails, your text messages, your phone, like as far as like calls go, you don't want to be able to have all of these different facets of ways that people can actually get in contact with you. You want to simplify it for yourself so you don't miss messages. And at the same time, you can stop the craziness in your brain from having to go and check all of these different areas for clients who are looking to book or trying to talk with you. Like, that's just crazy. Yeah, yeah, the realities of a hyper-connected world, right? Um, I'd love to keep exploring maybe uh, some tips in terms of, like, regulating your, your nervous system and all that. Like, I know you mentioned just there the animals, the nail art. Do you work with affirmations at all? Absolutely. So affirmations for myself, I tell myself that I have the biggest butt like ever and it's really nice. And, you know, anytime someone looks at me crazy, it's because I have a nice butt (laughs) or that my eyebrows are like the best that they're possibly are out there. And of course, this isn't like obviously fact, but it's something that I tell myself to like give me that confidence boost, like when I need to like sway my hips a little bit better or like walk a little taller and feel a little bit better. So that's probably one. But the one Mm. that I tell my students is that life isn't about working. It's about living. So for me, I always impress upon people that it's not about living to work. It's about working to live. And that's something I kind of came to my own decision about because, you know, my parents, they have, like my mom works really hard. She makes a lot of money, but she doesn't like sleep well at night. She basically is working like at all times. She never like knows when to quit. And I saw that growing up and it just wasn't really positive for me as a kid. So for me now as a mom and being able to see those things and be able to make those changes in my own life, working just so that I can create the life for myself and my kids is like that's the priority. It's not about my work being my life. My life is my life and my work is just a piece that helps me create that life. It's not the entire like it's not the entire like thing that helps me produce or helps me create happiness within myself. It's just the piece that helps me move along my journey. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that you're able to like teach that to students coming into the industry. I think it's so important. Kristen, this has been a blast. It's been so informative. Uh, I really want to thank you for your time. But before I let you go, I want to make sure that people know where to find you online. Maybe um, if you want to share about one or two, I know you're going on tour this year with your educational um, offering. So maybe if you want to talk a bit about that, you're going to be at Euphoria Global Connection also. Um, So yeah, where can people find out more about you? So I have a podcast called Reviving the Stylist where I give business tips and tricks and all types of incredible information there. So you can find me on that podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Kristen.Lumiere. That's L-U-M-I-E-R-E and Kristen with an E-N because I'm a 10. Um, (laughs) 
And yeah, as far as my tour goes, uh, of course, I'm actually going, I'm teaching all over the US in person. So you can come and catch me on my tour if you just click in my website, which is kristenlumiere.com. Um, and I have various online programs. I honestly just, education is something I really thrive at and I love teaching. So if you want to look me up, then my website is the best place to go. Amazing. Well, thank you so much once again for your time today. I wish you an inspiring time at Euphoria Global Connection and I hope to chat to you soon. Yeah, thank you so, so much for having me on the podcast. This has been incredible and I am just so grateful for the opportunity. Well, the pleasure's all mine. Thank you so much. And now the mic is yours. When you look back at the past couple of years, 2020, 2021, what has felt like the most difficult or anxiety-inducing sticky client situation and how did you deal with it? Let us know, send us an email, DM us on social media. If you've enjoyed this episode or tend to avoid tough conversations, feel like you're walking on eggshells, over-explaining and justifying yourself for anything and everything, then I'd also recommend listening to episode 132, 160, and or 220 of the Forest FM podcast. Otherwise, join me weekly on Mondays as we celebrate fresh perspectives and ideas on topics such as business management, marketing, retaining and motivating teams, and generating new revenue streams. Thanks for listening to Forest FM. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. As always, you can head over to forest.com forward slash FM to catch all the latest from the show, as well as check out the links and resources mentioned throughout the episode. And if you've got any feedback, be sure to let us know. Send us an email at forestfm at forest.com. Brought to you by Forest Salon Software. Forest FM episodes air weekly sharing inspiring stories from the salon floor and amplifying community voices all over the globe. In your salon, we're at the heart of it. This episode was edited and mixed by Audio Z, Montreal's cutting-edge post-production studio for creative minds looking to have their vision professionally produced and mixed. Great music makes great moments.